Hello, welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Jeffrey Edge, Rehabilitation Services Manager with the Fairfax County Health Department's Speech and Hearing Program. Jeffrey, thanks for uh, being on The County Conversation. Pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much for having me. Look forward to talking about this program because, I'll be honest, I, I don't know a, a lot about the Speech and Hearing Program with the Health Department, so you're going you're gonna to educate me today. Okay. All right. Educate me first about Jeffrey Edge. Who who is he, and how did you get to the Fairfax County Health Department? Always an interest in in that well, area. It's, it's interesting. This actually the, the county was my first job. I oh, came wow. here straight from Howard University uh, as a new graduate, as a physical therapy graduate, and that's what my uh, original position with the county was as a physical therapist working with infants, toddlers, and young children. Wow, okay. And so uh, that that's what my start was. And, I, and actually, I've been with the county for 38 years. And okay. I've never had another job. So this has been my career. It's Good been, place to work. And, wonderful, yeah. and the health yeah. department's a great agency. And you it's get a to wonderful agency. get to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an opportunity to help people and help the community. Yeah. And so and even with that, um, even the county actually helped me get a, 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 a master's, an MPA, which could help me with some of my ability to manage our program. So it's been a great trip for okay, me. Okay, okay. How about away from work, outside interest? Is there any special hobbies that you like, things you like to do? Well, actually, I'm very involved in my church, and and some people think I'm a singer, so I do <laughs> um, uh, participate. But with, do um, you think you're a singer? <laughs> um, there's been different venues. There have been different venues where I have yeah. actually um, done some singing, so it's kind of one of my hobbies. And then working out has always been another big hobby okay. with me. Um, even as as I moved to physical therapy, it was kind of a part of the interest mm. that I had. Well, I guess you could see the impact of, of movement and mm-hmm. exercise and what that really meant to someone trying to recover. So if you can kind of stay in shape beforehand, you're yes. even better off. It was an interest and it kind of extended into kind of giving me a lot of information I need to do the work that I've done in the past with, mm. with children, mm-hmm. infants, toddlers, and young children. Right. Now, you transition moved up and you're um, the the rehabilitation services manager Mm -hmm. with this program we're going to be talking about speech and hearing program when we're talking about managing this program just kind of give me a a broad brush stroke about the speech and hearing program what is it and what's I guess the purpose of the health department having this this program well the program actually provides um, speech language pathology and audiology services uh, to community residents uh, one of the important um, focuses of the program is early identification. So we do a lot of community outreach. We do a lot of screenings in, in preschools to help identify those individuals who might have communication dif- difficulties. We see both children and adults, but a large segment of our population are children. Um, though even though we do have an important uh, helping hand stroke club that is very, very um, helpful to the community and those individuals who are stroke survivors, but we also see a, a very a significant pediatric population. And w- what's most important about the f- is the fact that we can provide services to those individuals who might not otherwise be able to access the services or afford the services. So we, we're able to help with communication in terms of being able to understand language, to be able to articulate words. And then with audiology, we actually do hearing aids for children with Medicaid. 
and that's a, a very um, important program in terms of providing that service as in a community need that's not really readily available for many of our residents. Interesting. Okay, so a uh, lot of services and uh, I guess an emphasis on the affordable part as well. Yes, it's an, it's an important part of that because the services are very important for those individuals who have communication challenges and they're not always affordable to all residents. So the fact that they can receive the services on a sliding fee scale and also if you're uh, an individual with Medicaid insurance, you may have very low costs for receiving the service and makes it really accessible to some of the population that might have some challenge accessing the services. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, hearing aids um, I mean, and, the, and the speech therapy, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, is part of it. Yes. Are, are, those, are there other little parts of the program or, or things that you could you could talk about? Well, typically um, the process is we do screenings and we and that gives us an opportunity to direct people to different programs in a community that may not necessarily need our program, but may, we may be able to find programs that help them. So that's with screenings. And then you may have a speech evaluation if we determine from the speech screening that you have some challenges that we can help with. And then we move into developing actually treatment. Uh, with speech treatment, there's different aspects. There's swallowing treatment. There's um, treatment that relates to your ability to communicate. So we have augmentative communication as, an, as kind of one of the subparts of that. And then it may just be articulation, or it may be a stroke survivor who's recovering from a stroke. Wow. Uh, with audiology, it's a lot of evaluations because that's the primary part, but they also direct people to different programs in the community. Since we don't provide hearing aids for individuals for, with the, uh, who are adults, we are really an important part of their work is to refer people to services in the community. And so, and the other thing is we provide um, services, like if, if you're a baby born and you fail your newborn screening, we're one of the sites available for you to come in and have that followed up on. Oh, wow. So it, we, we're seeing a wide array of conditions and uh, uh, a lot of different populations in our community. Yeah, it sounds like you're going from, well, like I said, newborns all the way up to, to, to way seniors, 50-plus population. Yes, exactly. Wow. How, how does one come uh, in contact with the program? Is it... Is it uh, a lot of times by referral from a, uh, a medical professional, or can do they do they seek out your office and your services on their own? Is mm -hmm. there is there a mixture? There's a there's a mixture of uh, ways people uh, find out about a program. Uh, program. A lot of times it's referral from a physician, especially for some of the children. Um, individuals may we when we do our outreach activities, sometimes people find out about us then, and we always since we have a central point of entry. Uh, one phone call can uh, um, get you into any of our services, then we usually promote those services and make sure people are aware. We also have, the health department has an outreach team, and we are actually um, part of what, one of the things that they, when they go out to the different communities, including churches, other types of community groups, they talk about our speech and hearing services and help to make people aware of them. Okay. And then it takes a simple phone call. We have, as I mentioned, we have a central point of entry. You make a phone call, and at that point, we'll go ahead and get the information that you need, and, and if it's appropriate, make an appointment for you at that time. Okay. Well, since you mentioned it, it's probably be a good time to uh, mm -hmm. mention that telephone number and, and maybe a, a website for other uh, other information, maybe? Sure. Um, our central point of entry line is 703-246-7120. And then I, we have our own uh, webpage on the county website site. So if you go to fairfaxcounty.gov backslash health department and search for speech and hearing, 
you'll find us. We also make sure that you can find us via Google searches. And so if you just Google um, speech or hearing Fairfax County, often our, our site will come up. Oh, wow. That's very good. That's very good. We're on the county conversation today talking with Jeffrey Edge, the Rehabilitation Services Manager with Fairfax County Health Department's Speech and Hearing Program. So someone's got this number. They've maybe gone on the website. They've gotten some more information. Uh, They make a call, uh, maybe the appointment's set up, a Mm -hmm. check, that kind of thing. Where do they go? Where where are you operated out of? Is there uh, one, we have, one main site? or We have one as, a, as the main site, but we have three locations. And again, we, th- we think that's critical in terms of accessibility to county residents. So we do have a site at the North County location and then at our South County Government Center. Okay. So we have three locations. And so obviously a, a, a lot of people, act, once they do the central call, we direct them to the site that might be best for them in terms of location. Okay. Now, I'm assuming if I'm a parent and I've got a young child and there's some type of speech or hearing issue, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little anxious. I'm going to be a little nervous. What, you know, if I'm bringing my child in, I've got an appointment, and I come in, kind of what's the process? What, what do, and I know it's different for every mm-hmm. situation. I don't know if you just want to pick one as an example, but kind of walk us through what's air quote normal when we when we arrive at one of your locations for a for a test or a visit or a follow-up or something like that well typically we try to establish a relationship with the first phone call so we think that's that's most important mm-hmm. and then we actually then provide send information out that you can complete to give you gives you more information about our program and information that you can give to us that will help us evaluate your child so you bring that in. Our front desk staff is very, very um, helpful to the clients to come to come to the desk. They they make the therapist aware that the client's there. They give them some additional paperwork to f- complete, and then you go back and the therapist talks a little bit about what speech therapy is about, what the pro- evaluation process is about, yeah. kind of, and and we consider it a partnership. So mm-hmm. it's not just a, a professional telling a parent, this is this is it. We we want we want the, the parents' input. We want them partners in designing the program for that particular oh, child wow. and think the information in, that they provide in terms of what goes on in their home is vital to establishing a really good program for that child. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I would think so because mm-hmm. they're seeing things when they're home that yes. can relay. That. Sometimes the clinic environment, you don't see everything a child can do. So that's why it's important that we consider that. And then after a couple of sessions, we design a program specifically for you, geared toward how you might be able to work with your child at home. Interesting. We also have to, so you're either in the session, if you're not in the session, we have an observation room at all of our locations so that you can observe and hear what's going on. Okay. Then, the, then the most, one of the most important parts then is at the end of the session, we talk about what you can do over the course of the next week or so to help um, move your child towards what both you and the clinician have, have decided are important goals into, for that child. So everything's based on the goals which have been developed with the partnership of the clinician and the family. Mm-hmm. And then we keep a very close watch on what type of progress that's being made. Uh, we, we provide any information for those individuals who need um, insurance information sent out. We're mm-hmm. prepared to do that. And then we, over time, we, we do progress reports. This is how well okay. your child is doing. These are the areas we think we've made some inroads in, and these are some of the things we think we need to work on next. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I know a lot of the questions I've, I've, I've talked about have been young children, but mm -hmm. I think, and you mentioned the, uh, I think the Helping Hands Strip yes. Club. That's, that's part of it. I was looking at the, the web page and uh, some general information. It says individual therapy sessions at the three clinic sites, mm -hmm. the Stroke Club at yes. the Willard Health Center, and fast forward and aerobics programs. Yes, they're just special programs that that are been developed um, uh, by professional groups that are very um, unique ways of helping people communicate, make sounds, because a lot of speech has to do with your ability to make sounds, understand what's being spoken to you. And those are just special programs that we've been trained in mm. um, to help make it easier for uh, individuals to communicate yeah. with us. Also, uh, here on the webpage, mm -hmm. I want to uh, mention some of these things because I want to make sure that I'm not narrowing the focus okay, uh, of, the, of the program when we hear speech and hearing services. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at speech and language services available, and some of these I'm not going to pronounce because I don't know <laughs> if I can, but um, aphasia, apraxia, um, autism spectrum disorders, cleft yes. palate. Um, I can't pronounce the word, but it says parentheses stuttering. So uh, certainly um, certainly, there's a, there, we, we work with a wide range of conditions, and yeah. you're just uh, uh, identifying some of them. Aphasia often it has to do with the ability to understand and mm. then to be able to produce a response based on your ability to understand. So there's different types okay. of aphasia, okay. and that's often associated with stroke survivors. Okay. Um, when you talk about stuttering, you're talking about basically your ability to speak without having a repetitive pattern. We, and it's, it's attached to what we call voice therapy, and the clinicians are spe specially trained to be able to deal with that. We also work with swallowing. Uh, if you, it's something, actually, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of some of the group homes in the, in the community, we've worked with, um, with CSB group homes in terms of um, designing swallowing programs, determining whether they're eating, eating safely in terms of some of the adult population. So that is an wow. important part of the adult work that we do. I would have never thought that. Yes, the swallowing. Speech-language pathology does move into those areas. And uh, you mentioned Community Services Board. Mm -hmm. work with uh, the school system as well? Well, we see individuals who don't qualify for services or who don't receive individual services. So we kind of are another avenue for if you're, you're working in, in the school system, often you may be seen in a group or you may not qualify because it doesn't uh, interfere with your educational objectives, then we're there as an opportunity for you to still have the therapy that you may need for your child to communicate. Okay, interesting. What what would you say, you know, you're at a at a meeting or a, mm -hmm. a church event or a party and you know, you know, hey Jeffrey, what do you do? And I was like, Well, you know, I'm rehabilitation <laughs> services manager with the health department speech and hearing program. And they're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. What you know, what is that? What is what is it you do? Is there is there like a like a main uh, a main way you were describing based on your history and your experience of not the you know, we do X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. but, but what it means to the person, if you understand my question. Uh, and I, I basically, I would say I, I, I'm directing or helping facilitate a program that really helps uh, people in the community communicate more effectively. Mm. And, that, and that can affect, uh, affect people in a number of different ways. And some of those ways, maybe we can help you with speech. In some of the ways, it may be able to direct you where you might be able to get hearing aids so that people can, so that you can hear what's being spoken and communicate more effectively. We may provide an opportunity to use new technology that may be able to help you um, or, um, speak or, or engage family members. So it really, I would say our program really is a communication program, and communication mm -hmm. certainly is important for all of us. Yeah. And we provide a, 
a way for people to to communicate more effectively in the world that they live in. And mm. and I think our um, Stoke group is a good example of that, where we give people tools that they may need, op- new ways of looking at things, and new information. We provide a lot of information to families. And we also make a lot of referrals to community resources. Mm. Um, one of the things we measure is whether we, if, if you have an area of, let's say, occupational therapy, have we, if we've seen that as an issue or concern, have we made a referral to the community? If you have autism, if you need further evaluation, have we provided you with the proper resources? We try to look at the child holistically and look at the adult holistically. So that's why a lot of the different topics that we presented our stroke group have, have, uh, may have to do with how do you manage the care? Mm-hmm. How do you support caregivers? So we really try to look at the total child or the total adult. Yeah. And what can we do to, to make things work better for you in terms of how you communicate and, and, and engage our community? Right. This is a commu- the Fairfax community, so how, do we, how can we help you with that? Sounds, sounds awesome. And, uh, and the cynical part of me mm-hmm. has to ask this question. Uh, are there fees? Or is this free? Is there a sliding scale? I mean, how, yes. do, how does that work? There are, there are fees. We try to keep the fees um, lower than the typical market fees. But the important part is we have a sliding fee scale. It's a typical health department scale, so it can range where you're paying 50% of the cost, or maybe you've qualified where you don't have to pay anything mm-hmm. for the cost. And that applies to both audiology, hearing, and for speech therapy. In addition, really important is that we're one of the primary Medicaid providers in the community. So if you have Medicaid insurance and you might not be able to go out into the open market and get services, you can come work with us and we'll bill Medicaid. There may be a small copay with that, but generally often those those fees are very nominal. So affordability is an important part of why we're here to help the community. Okay, awesome. I'm I'm glad I thought to make sure we Mm -hmm. fully expanded upon that. So... In describing the work and the services and, and the people that perform this mm-hmm. and, and my ignorance of the topic mm-hmm. and be able to ask all the questions I need to ask, Certainly. I'll just ask this last question. Is there anything that I haven't asked that we haven't talked about that you really want to make sure folks listening to this understand about the, the speech and hearing program, the, the services what it is you can do, that type of thing. I think one thing I want to mention is our clinicians. Uh, we, our clinicians are extremely highly qualified. Um, they're licensed and registered. Um, our speech language pathologists um, have master's degrees. Um, uh, so do our audiologists. Uh, and so we're talking about individuals who are highly trained. In terms of their ability to work with families, they've done this for a while. We have a very experienced staff. And they establish, one of the important things is they establish wonderful relationships mm-hmm. with the families that they work with, whether it's an adult or a child. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I would say is, is we're really affordable. We provide services that sometimes are difficult to access for, uh, for our families. We actually stagger our hours so that we have hours as early as 7 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. as late as 5 o'clock and sometimes 6 o'clock at night mm-hmm. so that people can ex- access the services. So one of the important things, again, is accessibility. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why it's important that we maintain our three locations. Right. Okay. I, that's awesome. Affordability, accessibility, the services and tools people need right, right there. 
we think it's important. We yeah. think the commu- uh, Fairfax community is important, and we think the work that we do is important yeah. for the community. Let me get you to give that uh, f- uh, phone number and website mm-hmm. again one more time before we close it out in case anybody has any further questions or follow-up. Certainly. If you want more information about the Fairfax County Health Department Speech and Hearing Clinic, you can reach us at 703 703- Two four six seven one two zero. You can also reach us through the uh, the government webpage at fairfaxcounty.gov backslash hd, or go to the fairfaxcounty.gov and just go click on health. They have they have a listing of clinics, and you can reach and find us through, via that outlet too. Mm-hmm. And okay. if if, no, if all else fails. <laughs> You can Google us. Just Google it, and you'll find you. And you'll find us. Right. All right. Jeffrey, thanks so much for uh, for being with us on the County Conversation. Good information. I'll be honest, something I was not aware of and just have learned a lot. So thank you. We're very grateful for the opportunity, and thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Jeffrey Edge, our guest on the County Conversation. He's with the Fairfax County Health Department talking about the speech and hearing program. And, again, uh, a lot of resources there that are accessible and affordable uh, with trained staff to help you. So if you need anything else, call 703-246-7120. If you'd like to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. I want to thank you again for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.